Mike Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 138 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I'm your host today. Julian Gill, admin on the FAQ message board, and I've got the usual suspects with me today. Marcus Almighty, Mark. How are you doing? 69th Blizzard, Ken. Hello. And St. Louis, Kiss, Lonnie. Gent- What's up? Gentlemen, as always, thank you so much for giving us your time to chime in with your opinions on the topics that we do. Um, you know, straight out of the gates, let's just go to you, Mark, for some of your news, and we do like to share projects that all of us are kind of involved in individually so that's why uh you know if you ever wonder why we talk about some things that are so obviously not kiss mark take us away (laughs) thank you julian um well after much talk and you know posting over the last couple of weeks and months the uh pre-order has started for the vinyl copy of my album which is the project gemini album that's this that's the uh cd version obviously um, still waiting to get back the final finished stuff with the hype stickers and everything and blah 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 um, but I started the pre-order if you're interested in ordering the album you all you need to do right now is just go to the Project Gemini Facebook page the group or the page I have two separate things for it and uh, there's a nice post there also if you go to YouTube and put Project Gemini in the search you'll find my post there for the album and the most latest update, which is update 29, has everything about ordering it. It's there in great detail, not only in the video, but in the description underneath. So it's very easy to follow, to order. And I'm very pleased to say that after I posted the video at around 5 or so Eastern time, I just got inundated with so many orders already. I had one guy who ordered three copies of the album already in That's one right. shot. I was like, wow, I was I was, I was very surprised and very humbled by it so thank you for everybody who's already uh put their order in i'm looking at you guys on the screen as well thank you very much and uh you know i'm just hoping that i'll get through the the hundred that i put up for this i think it'll go pretty quickly but you never know but i think it's everything is looking good so thank you again everybody for your support and uh you know i'm very humbled that's real nice, you know. Let's turn this into a Motley Crue two for us fast for love thing, where you have to do a second pressing, and you can change the center <laughs> or the insert or something like that. So that's really cool. Uh, just talking about stuff that uh, is kind of not kiss related. I did get in the post yesterday. Rod Gonzalez, I'll fight hell to hold you. The disco cover. I'd completely <laughs> forgotten that this was on. Uh, this is actually on the tribute album that came out in I think 1999 or 2000. Kiss in Deutschland. Um, so <clears throat> that's where it first came from. And this uh, CD single came out later. So I, I'm still tickled, tickled pink by that uh, that cover version. So let's get into today's topic, which was going to be. Um, is 2017 turning out to be a year a so-so year for kiss and are things kind of slowly petering out um with the news that came out when was it yesterday on wednesday of um the vinnie vincent's hopefully 
triumphant return to public life in some sort, or maybe a, a brief um, singular return to public life, who knows what it may entail, it kind of wraps in with the whole thing of what is going on in Kiss World. Because Kiss World naturally encompasses more than just Kiss. Ace Frehley is alive and well, but where is he? Mm-hmm. You know, he's on tour. He's just had some dates announced in uh, South America and Australia. I think one date popped up on Polestar the other day for me. Um, for them. And Peter Chris, of course, did his thing earlier on in the year. And there's hopefully going to be a DVD or audio release of that show for everyone to be able to enjoy and now Vinny crawls out of his Tupperware and (laughs) we're not going to be able to not talk about some of these kind of negative things that have been attached to Vinny over the past you know decade it simply is a matter of they are what they are now um, initial impressions Ken Vinny Vincent appearing at a Kiss Expo which uh, by the way is Atlanta organized by the same promoter who did Peter Chris's appearances in both Los Angeles and New York City. Um, what's your your first impressions on that? And uh, if you could turn your microphone on, that'd be even better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, I didn't want a key, keyboard noise, you know. Um, I didn't want... Well, first of all, how did they find Vinny, I guess, or he contact Vinny, uh, um, how to get his number or who, whatever, um, first of all, and then how did they, uh, convince him to actually, you know, show up to go somewhere, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a money thing. Um, I know, well, when I saw that, I thought, wow, that, this is pretty amazing and pretty cool, and that's very enticing where... You know, I haven't bought tickets or anything yet, but um, I'm considering it, yes, for sure. Um, I, I do want to see some other the other um, guests. You know, what else is going on at this thing? I don't know if anything else has been announced besides Vinny, but that's a that's a that's a pretty big one. Well, jo- Julian, Julian Gill, <laughs> Julian will sell, sell books uh, or or his vinyl collection, um, but. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, you know, I'll, I'll sign dorky little flyers of book covers, you know, right. No, no, I, know. I, I am doing no. a dealer table at the Atlanta Expo. Uh, I, the moment this came out, I'm like, OK, I've never been to Georgia. Why the hell yeah. not? You know, I'm not getting any younger. So sorry, yeah. back to you. So I'm, I'm considering it. Yeah, I'm definitely considering going. So uh, it's probably a high percentage uh, that I will go. So I'm ready to almost pull the trigger and, and buy that, you know, package uh, to meet and greet, you know, with Vinny. Are there any left at this point? That I, I, saw I don't know. There might not be. I don't I, know. But, I, you know I, saw, I did see a post that someone maybe. said that they bought package number 87. Uh, I bought that, number 78 last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was late last night. When I got mine, I was, I think, number 12. Um, and, and it was one of those <clears> things that – I saw it. It was Pavlovian. You have to remember, I owned VinnieVincent.com with a hyphen in between. Um, so okay. I do like I do like Vinny. I do um, 
like yeah. his music, I've always salivated over the Guitar Mageddon demos, particularly Rocks on Fire. So I saw, you know, I, I sent him a 20 page interview once, you know, to say, you know, I'd love to interview here. Here are my questions. And it came back, returned to fucking sender, um, you know, kind of yeah. scrawled on it. Um, so I'm, I'm thrilled by the prospect of it. Lonnie, what was your initial impression? I... I didn't believe it at first. I, your your feed yesterday was the first thing that I saw on it, and I was like, "What?" I I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Well, it has to be." I was looking for some kind of text in there that it was some kind of April Fool's joke, even because it was so far fetched that something like this would even happen. Um, I had given up on the idea of of meeting Vinny. I thought, "Oh, it'll never happen." It's it's the one that got away, you know you know what I mean? It's the one that's just that's too far out there that I'll, I'll never meet him. And I had come to accept that. And then that popped up yesterday. I was like, oh, it's too cool. It's too cool to be true. Mm-hmm. And as the day went on, and and more and more posts were coming in about it that oh no, this is real. He's really going to be there. I was like, told my wife, um, what do you think about Atlanta in January? <laughs> She goes, well, I've never been to Atlanta. <laughs> What's there? And I go, well, um, Vinny Vincent. She, like, she rolled her eyes at me like, really? What's this going to cost me? Well, you know. So she, she's, I, as much as I, I, I you know, I tease, I, she's, a, she's a great sport. She, and she, I got home from work last night, and she goes, you know what? You better do it. You better go ahead and buy that meet and greet. You're going to be mad if you don't. So... Uh, so so I'm going. So I'll see you there, Julian. Yeah, I, I'm I, excited. I'm excited. And I was like already thinking, okay, what three things am I gonna get signed? You know, I'm gonna get my box set signed. I'm gonna get this book signed, and I'm gonna get me signed. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> your cause, leg. Because right? you, you've, you've got your leg, so you, you've got right. That's the move. Something totally tangible. <laughs> hey, Vinny, will you sign my leg? <laughs> You might, might shy away from me. I, I might well need to have your wife call mine because I bought my uh, VIP package <laughs> and my dealer table, and right now she doesn't know, so <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't watch this show, fortunately. So I I gotta do a little bit of groundwork there. But if you think about it, Ken and I both went to see Peter in January of this year. Within a calendar year. Just think, I will have seen Peter, seen Peter perform live, seen Ace, seen Ace perform live, seen Kiss, seen Kiss perform live, and if all goes to plan, seen Gene perform live in Edmonton, and then yeah. Vinny in January. And that's every, I believe that, and I saw Bruce in LA, uh, sorry Bruce, to even make it sound like you're just like, oh, and also, um, Every single living member of KISS in one calendar year, for me personally, I just find incredible. When I thought Vinny would never be seen or heard from, again, Mark, what was your initial impression when you you started seeing this news? I know you're very busy with your own stuff at the moment, but uh, surely this kind of... Well, uh, obviously when I uh, woke up, because usually what I do first thing is I, I kind of go and check the feeds and right away... Your yours came up with you know Vinnie Vincent appearing at the Atlanta Expo and I was uh, I didn't believe it either I was like right. no there's no there's no way 
I go, you know, over all this, all the people that I've been hearing over the year, like, you know, even Decibel Geek trying to get him on there and doing that fake little April Fool's interview yeah. with him on there and saying that they've been trying for years to find every single source and contact to try to get a hold of this guy. You know, people have been trying for a long time and now all of a sudden he just pops out like out of nowhere and he's going to appear at, you know, a, a Kiss Expo. And I was like, I, I really thought it was a hoax. I really did. I thought there's no way. Yeah, you know? I, w- I was looking for the fine print or underneath, and I'm like, it's not. And I'm looking, <laughs> it's not. It's not April Fool's Day. You know what? You know, there's some kind of fine print that I'm not reading that this is some kind of hoax. Yeah, because it was so I, unbelievable. And I'm and I'm really now I'm at the point where I'm really excited about it because I want to really see what's going on. I mean, hopefully this is going to be one of these things where he'll fill in a little bit of the gaps on what's happened over the last couple of years obviously he's not going to be able to get through all 10 years that he's been missing in one sitting but hopefully he'll be able to get through some of it and tell us what's happening or you know maybe surprise everybody and say that he's been working on something and maybe he's going to have a new record coming out or who knows you know i'm just i'm looking as this as a positive because usually when people come out and come back into the scene it's because they have something to promote or something that they want to get out into the open, you know, like maybe a new record or something. So maybe he's coming back because he's coming back into the music scene. And I would be excited because although I've said in the past that I'm not too hip on some of his guitar playing, I think he's an absolutely brilliant songwriter. And if he brings back any new music to listen to, I'll be ready to listen to it. Or any old music. And and here's, yeah. the, here, here's the thing. Um, I have no contact with Derek Christopher, who's the, the promoter. I, I have nothing to do with him. Um, anything I, I do send him an email here and there and obviously did uh, interact with him a little bit in LA because I was a dealer and he was the promoter um, so we don't know all of the details right now uh, anyone who does want details of this event you know go to lakissexpo.com and right now it's been turned over for the Atlanta Expo he's using this one domain for all of the stuff that he promotes at the New York City stuff previously and before that of course Los Angeles and what it has for the schedule is the 19th between 2 and 8 I think at 2 p.m. and 8 30 p.m. will be the VIP limited to 100 units now I would expect by now that those have sold out even at 289 plus the service fee which puts it over 300 but fucking hell for Vinnie Vincent who's not really been seen in 20 years um, to me that's equally good value to what Peter Chris's events were charging similarly on the 20th is the actual Atlanticus Expo no hotel or venue has been finalized at this time and that's perfectly normal he's got to see mm-hmm. what the ticket sales look like all the details um, Vinnie Vincent himself is listed as doing a Q&A live and in person at 4 p.m. that day. I don't I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a moderator who's taking pre-screened questions in advance and it's not the audience shouting things at Vinny. I think that would probably be the worst thing possible to let the audience rule the asylum in this case, that it really needs to be you, sub your, you submit your questions in advance, any that are approved in discussions with Vinny of what he wants to talk about and things that he does not want to talk about. Obviously, you have to respect the guest, especially one who is known, um, you know, from the previous European run in 1996 to be, you know, for want of a better term, particular, shall we say. So 
that's kind of how this thing is is looking and i'm just like i gotta find a pink shirt to wear i gotta, <laughs> <laughs> gotta get myself another copy of euphoria the ep because I, I got rid of mine stuff the itunes version and but what is vinnie doing um i i did hear from one person again this is unconfirmed unsubstantiated secondhand not necessarily fake news but uh completely unconfirmed that the deal was done between lawyers for Vinny to appear mm-hmm. which gives me hope um what do you want to oh, see yeah. what do you want to see out of Vinny appearing at a kiss expo is my next question um ken wow um i'd like to see well see him there first of all i guess <laughs> the real the real the real Still Vinny. Got your fingers crossed. <laughs> the real yeah the real Vinny. plus i would also uh you know like to see him really be open to uh i know that you said there may be a moderator which there very well could be um but open to some you know difficult questions maybe and subjects um just let it let it all out there and, and you know, uh, let us know what's been going on and let us know about the, the details back, you know, when when uh, he didn't want to sign a contract with KISS and that sort of stuff. Also, would, wouldn't mind him jamming uh, either on his own or with a, a band, maybe a tribute band or something um, up there and, and maybe show some, uh, you know, his solos, you know, play some of his old solos and uh, on stuff from either, you know, Creatures of the Night, you know, Lick It Up, or even his, you know, and even some Invasion stuff. So those are the kind of things I'd like to see. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think we have to get rid of the elephant in the room, and that is the box set fiasco from 1997, Vinny Vincent Archives. I was joking around on Facebook today. And I, I said, Vinny needs to have a stack of cassettes made up. And, you know, here's uh, the archives, co- one of the uh, the promo archives covers. That is not actually a cassette of anything. That's uh, a bunch of Vinny demos that I've got that I put the cover on. I think he should have this tape made up. And anyone that comes up to him and said, hey, you ripped me off that hundred bucks for your archives. He should, I should say something to the effect of, oh, I'm like, I'm really sorry. Thank you for your support. But, you know, some really big things happened here. Here's a cassette. You know, thank you so much. Um, and on one side, have an apology message. And on the other side, have like a, de- a throwaway demo or something to get to give folks. If they bring and give him their copy of their acknowledgement letter from... 1997 so he gets that back oh. yeah and and <laughs> transactional come on it, it's it's gonna be cool they can't yeah. then come back to after the fact and say they didn't get nothing for their hundred bucks here they get one of 20 cassettes or 30 or whatever um i would like to see him address that derek has posted on the uh, the la expo la kiss expo website that Vinny is going to make a special video message on september the 1st so hopefully mm-hmm. um that we get to see him, maybe? Maybe that, a video message? Hopefully we get to see him. Hopefully he covers something about, you know, I need to put away the past. And, you know, that's not the only bit of bad history Vinny has. Obviously, anyone who's followed him over the years knows that horrible things happened to his ex-wife. 
Um, mm. Not great things happened to Vinny and his then wife, who has since passed on. And that Vinny has tried to do things over the years that have really gotten us excited. I mean, he, he there was the release of Speedball Jam, which yeah didn't work. Right now we're anticipating the release of Warrior. How much he right. has to do with that, I don't. I have no idea. I haven't done the work digging into that. Um, Lonnie, what do you? If you're going to make the drive or the the flight from St. Louis, I what, don't know what we're doing yet. It's nine hour drive, so we're kind of back and forth. Is it worth it, or should we just should we just fly? So, I like a good road trip though. So any any pinball machines to find on the way? Right, right. See, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be a harder sell. <laughs> <laughs> This one I should have done it when I was free and single. But um Hey honey, you grab this side. Right. No. <laughs> what do you what do you think about renting a truck for the rest of the way? <laughs> <laughs> um I'm excited. I mean, maybe who knows what what's in store because like you guys said, you know, he I don't I don't think that all of a sudden he's just gonna come out and do this for no reason other than I'm just gonna do this in Atlanta. I think there has to be some kind of other connection to it. Maybe maybe we're going to get the Vinnie Vincent tell-all book, and we'll get a first-hand account of what really happened from his perspective during those those years in Kiss that everybody is, seems to be the most curious about more than any other years. Um, maybe we're going to get that. Maybe, maybe he's going to release new music. I don't know. Um, new music would just be fantastic. There, he's like Mark mentioned. You know, like like him or not, he's a fantastic songwriter. There's no disputing that. So you can't tell me that this guy hasn't written anything worthwhile in the last twenty plus years. There has to be things that he's done not only in the last twenty plus years, but stuff that we don't. Even, there has to be stuff we don't even know about. I bet. You know, just like just like stuff comes out from Kiss, like oh my gosh, where'd that come from? There has to be Vinnie Vincent stuff that we don't even know about. There has to be. There's leftovers from Revenge. We know that. No doubt. So, I mean, if it's new Vinnie music, if it's archive Vinnie music, if it's a Vinnie book, no matter what it is, I'm in. I'm, 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 I'm probably the most excited about something Kiss-related that I have been in a long time with this because it's something it's something fresh and it's something exciting and not the same old granted. I was, I take that back. I was really excited about, about Gene's solo show that I saw because that, that was really cool and very unique also, but it's stuff like this that gets me excited now. Um, nothing, not to take anything away from the, the band in its current form. I think it's great that in 2017, we still have a kiss that still, that still tours, but it's things like this that, really get my synapses firing lately is these these things that things that again just like the gene show that we never thought would happen yeah well ken and i were really excited about the gene show that didn't happen <laughs> i just want to rub it in your face every chance yeah. i get yeah thank you for reminding <laughs> us so so what am i excited about with the possibility of vinnie making an uh, appearance and one of the things that popped into my head was there's an image, it, it circulates on the internet now, of Vinny in his high school yearbook um, playing mm. guitar solo. He did some stuff that year. Uh, it, it's all documented on the internet. So 
I would love. I, I don't want to see him trying to whip out a double V Jackson guitar and try and do any of those 190 mile an hour guitar solos. I don't know what he's like as a guitar player at this point. I would love him to have an acoustic guitar and do Innocent Eyes and Turn Yourself Around from the Treasure album and Tears and some of that early Adam Mitchell stuff that he co-wrote, the melodic stuff, I would absolutely kill just to see him sitting up there maybe with a you know a, a backing band, him on an acoustic doing that stuff without going full on electric. But you know obviously when people think of the Wiz, you know <laughs> what he was in Kiss, they're expecting him to show up wearing the Ankh makeup to put on tugboat the... pulling in that's my Julian. phone that's my phone oh. <laughs> like a tugboat you, you can actually hear that so going off. No it's a bull I'm wearing headphones so you know, I, I can't hear anything next there'll be monks chanting in the background and wind chimes and Bob Ezrin will come by and hit me over the head yeah. with a frying pan so uh... <laughs> That's kind of what I want to see, you know, at, at the expo. I'd love to see him do something kind of musical. I'm not so concerned with the questions because I just don't want them to be the same old inane shit that Kiss are peppered with on every kind of Rockland appearance they've yeah. ever made. It, it, even from Kiss fans, it's like they only want the softball questions. They don't want the interesting ones because they're not interested in the interesting ones that the diehards want answered if they you know they mm-hmm. you know they just want to play rock and roll all night every night they don't want to talk about Eskimo's son or how stanley the parrot was transformed into strutter the same with vinnie he's not going to want all those kind of generic questions that he's answered a thousand times before simply because he's making appearance for the first time in eons so mark what what are, what's your what would you like to see I don't know if you'll come down from Canada for a Vinnie Expo, but to see reported about what would you like to see accomplished? Um, well, having seen different kinds of Expos myself uh, over the years, like I remember like some of the early ones in the 90s, like Foundations Forum and stuff like that. And what I liked is when they had guitar players come out, is for them to come out and do like a little bit of playing. Like I think that would be something that most people who want to see Vinnie Vincent would want to see. Where is he now? How, has he been developing at all in the time that he's been away? You know, how is his guitar playing? I think that's the first thing that's probably going to enter a lot of people's minds is, can this guy still play like he played before? Now, if he doesn't play 190 miles an hour, I don't care about that. I just care about if he can still play decently melodically, if he can play something that catches my ear. That, to me, is more important than any kind of speed stuff. But I'd like to see him do something, you know, musical. Um, I'd love to hear him come out and say that he has new material and maybe even play like a snippet of something new. That would be great to hear. I'm not as much interested in the questions and answers, to be honest, because, like you said, this is a guy who's been in hiding for so long. And for him to come out now, they're going to really, really take this gently with him, I think. And there's not going to be any kind of real, you know, like, oh, you know, everybody shut up. I got to hear the answer to this one kind of question. You know what I mean? There ain't going to be no pipe bombs, I don't think, in this sort of thing. So um, I I think that 
I would be happy if he came out, played something, showed showed us how he is musically. You know, like Ingve did that once, where he came out, had a little dat machine with some backing tracks, and he played some stuff along with it, and people loved it. It was like a little mini guitar clinic, right? And I would love something like that as well. You know, just to just to hear him play and hear what he can do, and uh, you know, that to me is more important than any questions and answers because I think him playing will answer a lot of questions that I would have because if he's really good and his technique is nice then we know that he's been working on music and maybe he's been working on music while he's been away maybe he is coming back to come back into the scene and to play music again I'm kind of just been nagging in the back of my head here this that that's why he's coming back that's what I have a feeling of well, one would assume that if he's making a one-off appearance at a KISS Expo for money, that there is some reason rather than a one-off. You know, Nam several years ago when uh, Diane um, previewed the Vinnie Vincent model guitars, which, you know, 9000 bucks a pop, to, who knows what happened with those, whether, uh, you know anything came of that nothing seemed to actually come from that that appearance it was a tentative step it seemed that some of the pieces were kind of falling into place that he was getting a little bit of um maybe business coverage in the background i, I my my big concern is that people are going to harp on about the box they're going to harp on um with inappropriate questions about his personal life um that that could turn him off mm-hmm. necessarily wanting to do anything and that would be a crying shame uh, if you have, remember where he was in 1997 he was talking about a re-recorded all systems go done his way and not neutered how he felt that album was i would love that um i would love to hear the goran edmund d- demos uh, that he i think in 1996 when he was out in europe he brought a tape with him and had some studio time with Goran to see where his voice was at that time. I, w- I would love to hear stuff like that. I would love to know if he's been writing music or whether he has an interest in music. Um, mm-hmm. I, w- I would also like to simply know whether he considers himself retired. I mean, he, he turned 65 this year, didn't he? So mm-hmm. to, to think that we can apply on him the image from the Vinnie Vincent Invasion album is not what Vinnie Vincent is in 2017 and that's going to be a very interesting thing with all the unknowns that are currently going on um, let's talk about some concerns with this and there's that foghorn again So, <laughs> Lonnie what are your concerns with this expo um, and how it may happen and some of your issues my concerns is, I guess my biggest concern is, is he really going to be there? And, and I think that has, to, I think, and I think that's everybody's biggest concern. Is this just like I thought yesterday morning when I read it for the first time? Is this real? And if it is real, is he really going to show up? Um, and if he does show up, is it going to go well? Meaning, is he not going to get pissed off and pulled the plug and do the do the 100 VIPs on Friday night and say, you know what, I'm not coming back on Saturday. I've had it. I'm done. This is why I don't do appearances. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, do, you know, is, is he going to be in a foul mood because people ask him questions about his personal life and you know, don't, don't respect him in that manner. 
and and have that maybe set him off the rails. I'm not saying he's like a time bomb or something, but you know there there has to be a reason why he hasn't done a public appearance in the last 20 years. It must not be his thing to do public appearances if he hasn't done one in 20 years, because the offers I'm sure have been there, and the money I'm sure has been there, and is the money just big enough this time over a a certain you know line that he drew in the sand does he have or does he have something to promote is he or is he you know is is he in a different you know but maybe maybe he's in a different different place in his life and like you said Julian he's he's going to be 60 he's 65 and he said he maybe he gets to a point where a lot of people do and says you know what enough's enough I can I can let's let the past be the past and let's and let's look forward. Um, a lot of my GNR friends have said, well, maybe that's what happened to Axel because not only are they touring, but he's showing up on time. He's in a good mood. He's he's meeting and signing autographs after the shows. You know, things that never happened back in the day. All three of those things ever happened back in the day: showing up on time, being in a good mood, signing autographs. Things like that never happened. So, the, is is Vinny in a different place where where he's you know maybe. Maybe something happened in Vinny's in Vinny's life where he said, you know, it's it's time for me to stop acting like a jerk because life's too short. Maybe maybe he had a change in life somehow. Maybe someone close to him had a change in life, and he thought, you know what, I need to count my blessings because I don't know how much longer I have here. Here, so but but my reservations, though, getting back to the the original question is is will what what will he be like? Will he be in a bad mood? Will Will he pull the plug on it? Will he show up at all? Those are my biggest concerns because we don't know because it's so unknown because we haven't seen him in 20. We haven't, he hasn't made an appearance like this in 20 years. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think there were a lot of similar sorts of questions about Peter Chris's appearances this year. Mm-hmm. You know, what was Peter going to be like? Obviously he had been seen, he'd done, um, you know, signings at the chiller, you know, expos and all that, you know, not on a regular basis, you know, so, but he had been seen out and it's not like his absence had been, you know, he put an album out in that time and all that. Ken, what are your concerns about how this may go down? And well, it's, it's the same. I mean, Lonnie pretty much said it all. Um, the same concerns, whether he's going to even show up in the first place or whether, like you said, that he's, he gets, gets through Friday's signings and it's like he's like man this is just too much work or whatever or someone pissed him off and then he doesn't you know says I'm not coming back here tomorrow um so yeah this is pretty much the same same things um the only other concern would be is is, yeah if I paid and then went there and uh and he you know, you, you buy a plane ticket, you get there, and then all of a sudden he cancels out or something like that. Because mm-hmm. he has, a, you know, a, a, a reputation of, you know, not always living up to his promises, I guess you could say, um, as far as, you know, merchandise or selling, selling things. Um, so I would hope that would not be the case. Um, you know, so... Yeah, same, pretty much the same. I mean, Lonnie pretty much said it all. Though. Yeah, uh, before I go to you, Mark, I'm, I'm going to hop in with some of my my concerns, uh, and and they rotate mostly around the criticisms of the L.A. 
and New York expos. Number one, the long lines people had to get autographs and how to kind of stagger that so that Vinny is just not bludgeoned in the process. I think they need to think very carefully about that. We've heard that there are only 100 VIPs um, packages. I, I, you know, if I get there and I see more than 100 people, I'm going to call, you know, foul on that because that, that's bullshit. You cannot stagger the amount of time that people have with him and kind of have a assembly line of slowly going through and, and you know, lay all the ground rules out for attendees in advance that you are not to touch him or, you know, if that's fine, you're going to stand next to him and he will come in as close as he wants for his comfort zone. That needs to be detailed to everyone before it should have been detailed before anyone bought the package to be be honest but that could still be communicated that if you don't like these terms then you're welcome to a refund because no doubt there'll be more people who are waiting um you know for a vip package with only 100 available it has to be limited to those three items signed is all you're allowed to get signed at the right. at the vip event you cannot buy extras that day it has to only be the three. There cannot be any people with 80 fucking items like there were in L.A. <laughs> yeah. coming in and taking up all that time. That should have been totally handled beforehand, after, yeah. the night before. 80 fucking items. That's, that's you know, ridiculous. That's not a personal collector. If you're collecting 80 no, fucking that's bull crap. that's bullshit to me. It's a reseller. That's to me, I immediately call a reseller, and if you need 80 items signed for your personal collection, then get a fucking life. So, um, you know. <laughs> that's and that's yeah. us saying this, you do a freaking podcast every week. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, let's talk about being reasonable. Let's be reasonable to everyone who is attending, whether it's someone who's just buying an autograph package to come in and see him and get a photo and a picture or coming in and, you know, I haven't looked through all the, the different options, uh, to be totally honest. But I want to see that side of things absolutely ratcheted down. I never want to hear another example of a expo where people had to get off a fucking tour bus because it was overbooked. And that goes the same for photo opportunities. It's disrespectful to the star. It's very disrespectful to the people who are paying so that you can have the star there and you are making money off that star appearing. So it, it's it's about respect. Keep it calm, keep it cool, keep any of the rules that you are not to ask for copies of your 1997 Metal Luna receipt to be signed. You know, make all those things right. that are out of bounds very clear to the people who are purchasing these packages so that there is no awkwardness. You also need a hard ass person a gatekeeper to be the bad guy that's been mentioned I, I believe three sides mentioned it in their episode about new york you've got to have someone who's going to say get the fuck out you're done that's it and keep things moving along very smoothly so that derek can go do derek things as a promoter and not have to worry about the process vinnie's got security everything he needs to make himself feel comfortable because come on we know we've heard of some of the paranoia and Come on, he's not been seen in 20 years, and there is history. So make sure there are some big, burly, badass-looking Hell's Angel-type dudes who are going to freaking tattoo your forehead if you so much as blink rudely at him. You know, so, so, so that kind of thing. Not my, not my forehead, my leg. Oh, yeah. My leg. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Sorry, Lonnie. Mark, let's, uh, let's get back to you and back on topic. 
Yeah, so um, for me personally, what I'm kind of concerned about is that now that it's been out in the open, we kind of know how people are on the internet. Some people are cool about things and some people can be really cruel about these kind of things. And I know, well, Vinnie Vincent was known to be a user of the internet. He had his own message board and stuff. So chances are he'll probably be online checking things, I would think. And I'm kind of worried that there might be too much negativity online for him to maybe say, you know what, screw this. Now I know why I wasn't out and about all these all these years. I don't want to get back involved with this garbage and that's it. It kind of reminds me, this is kind of interesting because I don't know why this jumped into my mind, but there was a video game a few years ago called Rock Manager. And you were a manager of different people, like different situations. Like there was a guy who was coming back, was an old retired guy who was coming back to the scene. Then there was another kind of up-and-coming young band you have to manage, and they give you different situations in the game. And there was a situation where they had a guy who was really, really sensitive to outside criticism that you had to manage. And it kind of reminds me, like, he was like the Vinnie Vincent in the game. You know what I mean? Like, you have to kind of shoo aside all the negative stuff and keep things away from him just so that he would make it to that certain point in the game and then you would advance. So I'm almost thinking, like, that way that they should... I'm hoping that the people that are tending to him for this kind of direct him away from the negative stuff. And hopefully there isn't that much negativity about it. I'm hoping people are excited about it and make him want to come to this and make him want to attend. Because, you know, if he's really that much of a flight risk for these kind of things, then people have to realize that if you start giving him reasons to not show up, he may not show up, you know. And that's the one thing that I'm kind of concerned about. For, for people because whether I'll go or not I'm not sure I mean it's I'm not sure I mean, what what's the date of this again the, January, the, January the 19th and 20th 19th 20th yeah okay because I'm not sure when Nam is but I'm planning to go to that this year so I'm not sure if that'll conflict with it or not but in any case if I do go you know I'd hate to be flying from Toronto down to Atlanta and then you know find out that oh Vinny read some comment on the net, you know, somebody calling him a this or that or a criminal or a crook or whatever, and then he decided not to come. You know, that that's people need to use their brains a bit. I don't mean to sound harsh about it, but you got to kind of know who you're dealing with here. If you want this guy to come, let's give him all the reasons in the world to come. Let's, you know, we don't have to give him, you know, send him flowers or stuff like that, but we have to at least make it sound that he's being invited to the situation. You know what I mean? So that's that's my main concern about the whole situation. And I, I hope that Derek continues to whisper in his lawyer's ear, this is how much Peter made, this is how much Peter made, this oh, is how much sure. Peter made. And I, I think the box set and all the people, obviously $100 in 1997 or $100 today, whatever, is a lot of money to some people and they did purchase something that was never delivered, that was you know given delay after delay after delay an excuse so again i i did say that how that's kind of the elephant in the room it would really help if he could find some way to kind of assuage that you know other than you know my silly cassette idea that's just you know inane but uh you know that that is really one of the things these products that have been sold that were not delivered are always going to be out there and I mean I've had to delete like six comments off the thread on the FAQ today um, 
about that of people you know pissing and moaning and me saying pissing and moaning is i didn't pay for it back then and so i wasn't ripped off so i can't put myself in their shoes now Vinny obviously has to wear those shoes as the person responsible so i i think the september the first message is going to be very important in setting the tone for how this whole thing is kind of received the vips will have been sold out without a doubt they're if they're not gone today then you know he, Derek's probably trying to figure out well can we do another VIP on the 18th or on, on the you know <laughs> judging by demand of how many peoples are rejected or maybe you know 600 to get sold of the hundred available they better not but uh, there you go so we need we need to get a far better feel for how Vinny kind of um, views himself for the situation of his of his making okay whether or not how much he was involved in the making of all those problems back in 1997 uh, you know is irrelevant to a person who shelled over a hundred bucks to him so you know that that's my big concern that he's he's got to find a way to deal with that on a PR basis because while I can say it was a hundred bucks in 1997 get the fuck over it already well, as this week's news kind of proves, anyone who's been watching the news, we're still not over shit that happened 150 years ago, so people aren't going to be over stuff that happened just 20 years ago with their money. So, mm-hmm. next thoughts. Merchandise. What do you want to see him selling? What would, what would be, if you could have a dream item offered by Vinny at this event, and let's be realistic... Not the whole fucking seven cassette. He should do it on. He should do it on cassette just to piss people off. But uh, <laughs> what, what would you love to see him flogging for this event, Lonnie? Mm. What would be your? I'd like the thing? autobiography. I'd like the autobiography. Ah, yeah. I think I, to me that'd be great. You know, because we've all heard the story that well, well Paul Stanley he stepped back and waited for for everyone to get their say. And then he put out his autobiography so he could have the final word. Well, Vinny just kind of laid in the bushes, just kind of hid in the shrubbery a little bit and waited for Paul to come out, everything to kind of die off a couple years. And now Vinny Vincent is going to get the final say and put out the last word, especially regarding those years that he was involved, that everyone is the most curious that the, the diehard Kiss fans, that's, that's the era they want to know the most about, are those transition years right in there, that Vinny was front and center. <clears throat> so that'd be, that if, if it came out, like if he did that video on September 1st and he says, yeah, I'm doing this at, at Atlanta, I can't wait to see everybody. Um, by then I'll have my, my book will be for pre-order. Oh, that'd be fantastic to me. That'd be better than any, even than any demo, better than any demos or new music or anything, a Vinnie Vincent autobiography would be it for me. That'd be fantastic. All right, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. So all of, all of the Kiss biographies had co- uh, had uh, Ghost Riders, including Jeans. Mm-hmm. If Vinnie was to do a book in the tone of a previously written kiss biography so gene ace peter and paul who would you want to be his ghost writer or helping him um 
the most because I'm just saying get the same guy who helped Peter Chris do his. Exactly, <laughs> it's Peter Chris, the you screwed up guy. I'm I'm the angel here. It's everybody else. That's the tone. That's the tone of the book. That needs to be the tone of the book. Is that these assholes are all to blame, and I do not deserve the reputation that it was bestowed onto me. That's that needs to be the tone of the book for sure. Right or wrong? Right or wrong? <laughs> Mark, what would you love to see come out of this uh, appearance, merchandise-wise? And, uh, and I, I sort of <clears throat> just wondered. I wonder if Gene's box set finally gaining some traction has anything to do with this as well. So, what would you like to see? Mm. You know what? I, I liked Lonnie's idea about the book, but there's one thing that I would really like, and I think I know this is unlikely this will happen, but. It's kind of taking the book idea but a step further. Get one camera, place it in front of him, get him to sit on a chair, and for two hours, talk about all his history on camera. No ghost writers, no nothing. Put it on a DVD and sell it at the convention. Just him talking to you, telling you, hi, I'm Vinnie Vincent, and here's what happened over the last 10 years. And no filtering, no editors, no nothing. Give me the real deal without people saying, no, I don't think we should put this in here or this and that. No, I thought I changed my mind. I don't want this in here. I want him to just, that would be my dream, is to just have him there, just one camera sitting, looking into it, telling me what happened, giving me all the dirt. He can say, just like Alani said, you know what? These idiots screwed up. Here's what happened. I have the contract right here to show you that I didn't sign it. Now this is why and show you like, you know what I mean? Like I, I want him to go into great detail. And I think that as soon as you put somebody in between them, like a ghostwriter, you never get the full real details about everything. Let him tell you it from his own mouth straight to you. That would be my dream thing to have a DVD. I don't care if he wants 50 bucks, a hundred bucks. If it's just him talking on there to me or to the people that buy it, telling you what happened, I say that'd be money well spent. End up on YouTube anyway. I mean, that'd actually be a kind of cool idea. And not necessarily him just trying to freeform it for two hours, but just imagine him sitting in front of a camera and you've got someone off camera just saying word association. So I love it loud, Vinny. And that that's the yeah. other thing. You don't, get to, you don't get to ask him a question. You just get to say revenge or sure. cock teaser or you know heavy metal poontang or you know yeah. and, and just go word association no questions on that um treasure you know what's the, the first thing that he says about that experience or you know little anthony and the imperials you know and yeah that that's the kind of stuff you know if he was to do a dvd i wouldn't like to see well you know what's the real situation are you living in a free you know a, where an, an interviewer might inject some of their kind of stuff into it you know what we've heard the rumors our opinions just throw words and phrases at him bangles yeah and see what but see what he remembers what I'm saying. Let, that's what i'm saying let don't put somebody in there to, to be the middleman just let him talk himself this way he can talk about what he wants and put it out there without having somebody say something that might tick him off or whatever you know you're right but a ghostwriter i think for making a book is an ideal thing to translate what's in the artist's head into a readable format uh, for a mass consumer. That you can't just let people kind of 
speak for themselves. You have to translate it oh, yeah, into, yeah. into something, you know, and yeah, shape it. Yeah, for a it. book, yeah. Yeah, for a, for a book. I, I love your idea. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm just kind of going off on a tangent of, of my own of, you know, Vignon camera kind of, you know, would be real neat. Give him a guitar as well so he can, like, noodle around. Well, here they go. Yeah. So, Ken. Yeah, well, when Mark Mark started to to say, you know, get Vinny down and sit in front of a camera, I thought he was going to say to have him show him putting on the, the makeup, the kids' makeup. For the <laughs> have him do that. That would be something. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so. Um, but, no, he didn't do that, obviously. Um, so, for me, um, I, I, I like the book idea. Uh in a tell-all book, right? And the ghostwriter thing, yes, he needs a ghostwriter. Um, he needs someone to clarify what he's trying to, you know, say. He, he's telling him a story, and well, you know, what do you mean by that? You know, saying it that way or that word, you say, what do you mean? Expand on that so you can get more information to, you know, uh, clarification and when they when they write the book, um, detail-wise. Um, otherwise, I I would like. Uh, Maybe demos, uh, you know, uh, some kind of demo CD of a bunch of other demos. Better demos than the ones that, you know, we've heard, you know, better lick it up demos or or other other ones, even from other, you know, his solo material or pre-Kiss even. Um, just the best of the demos, maybe, um, that kind of thing. So, but yeah, I think the book would be the best Thing, as far as I'm concerned, um, I, I don't, I don't know what else. And the, I guess the only other thing is, if it's not a new book, maybe a spring a new, a new album, out a new, a new CD of new material that he's been doing, putting or in writing and and recording in Nashville. Hey, why not? You know. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe take. You could talk to. Take yeah, pre, talk, take take pre-orders for Archives Volume One on CD. Yeah, he could oh. talk to Mark about that, you know. Mark can give him some tips on that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Mark can ask uh, Vinnie Vince about Pro Tools 11, you know, or something. How <laughs> to work out the bugs. So, that's right. Anyway, yeah. All right. So, so let's say on this uh, on stage session with Vinnie, he comes home with a boombox and says, "I'm going to play you some stuff out of my archive." That'd be cool. What would be the one thing, if you were present, mm -hmm. that you would want Vinny to play a sample, not not give you the full thing, to give you a tease from in his career? Lonnie. Yeah. <laughs> I, see, I see you struggling there. Glad you asked him. <laughs> gonna, gonna make Back you... on the streets. With Back Paul, on the streets. With Paul on with vocals? Paul. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be my, that'd be my holy grail that would for Vinny to play that. That would go down. He 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 he'd be he'd be one of the few that has it. You would think anyway. Paul yeah. Stanley singing back on the streets. That would go down very well with Universal. Hell yeah! That'd be freaking awesome. Yep, Mark. Um, I'm not really sure because I'm not too familiar honestly enough with some of his demos and what's out there and what isn't out there i mean one thing that i'd, I'd like to maybe hear is 
if and I don't even know if this is even out there or not, but is there any kind of demos that he did with maybe Gene doing Unholy? Like, is there an original demo of them working on that song? Because one thing I'd love to hear is that, you know, how uh, Bruce got rubbed the wrong way about Vinny talking about the guitar solo and all that stuff in that song. And now he's singing the song and what Vinny would have played if he was to play the song in full. You know, what would the solo have been with him? You know? Yeah, that would actually be kind of interesting. I mean, not not to kind of put Bruce in any spot. It's like, Vinny, if you were to record the solo, how would you have done it? Better yet, show us. Uh, you know, just like Bruce used to do with those backing tapes from Revenge when he did the Expos in the late 90s. You know, yeah. He used to have Heart of Chrome and I think Unholy, the demo. I was there for that. Yeah, so he had those and he used to play along to them and you know, have Vinny play along to them would be absolutely outstanding. Uh, Ken, before I go to you, I'm going to go... I can't decide which end of the spectrum I want to go here, so I'm going to give both and just be a complete cheat. It's a, play for me the first demo you ever recorded and the most recent demo you've recorded. Hmm. And tell me about each of them. It would be first and last. Um, you know, so what is the most recent demo you've recorded, Vinny? When was that? And what's it sound like? I'd absolutely be fascinated, you know. Has he done anything since 91, 92? Or, you know, well, obviously with, uh, you know, the Guitarmageddon stuff comes later. You know, what is that most recent? And then what is the first? Some of the stuff that we've never heard about is Hunter, a band he had in Connecticut in the early 70s, and then mm-hmm. the younger generation. Is there any of that stuff that he has? I would love to hear any of it, but specifically his very first demo recording even if it's off a uh, really shitty 1960s recording system and god knows what that might have been ken um mark actually stole mine so uh <laughs> i i agree i agree that you know because i kind wow. of think of the unholy demo um so that was good but otherwise if if not that i i w- and it's not just a particular song but or maybe um something about how he came how he approaches writing songs on the guitar like how he approached writing lick it up for instance how mm-hmm. how did that start the idea do you start with a chord pattern what what is this what what is this uh you know technique for yeah songwriting? How, how does it come to his head or was what does he start with does he start with words first uh, or does he start with a melody or a riff? Um, it, that'd be interesting because he's just a great songwriter. So I'd like to know how much or how he does, you know, write these songs. I think it would be very interesting. Yeah, and that kind of leads to another one that would be kind of interesting, whether it's as a question um, to him during a Q&A or to him in kind of a playing session. It's like, Vinny, what is the one idea that you are most surprised didn't resonate with Gene or Paul that Kiss passed on. What is the yeah. one thing that you brought to them that you just cannot, for the life of you, understand? Got no yes. traction with Kiss to this day. You know, was it something that he recycled for um, the Invasion album, or something that just lay abandoned? Maybe it was his extended solo during the concert or something. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, you know, yeah. and, and, and there's so many questions, I mean, as fans that we'd love to have answered. I was reading an interview um, in a newspaper article recently that had him talking about how he walked in Ace's boots for the first 30 shows of the um, Preacher's Tour, literally. And you, Ross Radley shared some photos of that recently on his Facebook page oh, yeah. uh, for the Magic Book that. that you actually see the lightning bolts going down the side. So, you know, Vinny had said that in an interview way back you know that's a 1986 interview actually you know and some of those stories from the road on creatures and especially the guitars would love to talk about the jackson uh, thing and get a little bit more clarity on that there's so many things that you know just getting it all into one expo would be a technical impossibility but you know Mm. it'd be nice in in some ways a lot of this could be communicated to Vinny in a way that you know this is what fans are interested in you know are there possibilities for making money out of some of these questions for him in a way i don't have to interact with them personally who who knows so let's get back to the original question that we kind of asked at the top of the show is are things with kiss starting to peter out or are we in a golden era with kiss themselves I, i think things are starting to lose steam to a certain extent yet Paul has recently said that he might be getting an itch to do an album Ken, this was kind of your question <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, so his before what, this what, Vinny what, thing yeah, up, but and Vinny and Paul you know, both coming out with kind of uh, interesting things yeah. recently, how does it change your kind of where you're thinking with the question it's still still the same as far as, as Kiss is concerned it's kind of been to me a slow year um you know they've done spot shows here and there you know throughout the whole year um uh no kind of dedicated just straight you know tour uh, i guess you could say uh they toured but not uh, nothing major um the thing about paul is i think it was probably about a year ago or or so uh that he said that he was thinking about you know wanted to maybe record a new album uh, but nothing happened this whole, you know, the whole time in between. So now he's talking about it again. Does he mean it, or you know what? You know, they're gonna get together and do something. Um, maybe go out on a high note because right now things are kind of slow as far as I'm concerned. I know they have the Kiss Cruise, but that's just your standard one time a year for the you know the Kiss fans that can make it there. Um, but otherwise, it's been kind of slow. Merchandise-wise, I don't know what we get this year. Kiss World CD. Um, it's exciting. <laughs> uh, come on, can you do better than that? Um, it's, you know, give us something you know to be excited about, I guess. Um, and maybe they're planning something. I hope for next year. Have a big year next year. No, we're having a big uh, year this year, man. We're getting a rock and bruise in Vacaville. Well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> wow. There is one. Wow. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll go to that for sure. The opening of that one. Uh, maybe Julian will be there too. Um, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> that's about that's about as exciting as it's going to get for me now. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's really a shame that things are so quiet right now that you'd almost think that they're in the studio recording. I hope, I hope you're right. I hope you're Just right. Just recording something, anything. 
Sneak whole, something out on this. Whole album, EP, anything. Mark, what do you think? Are, are we kind of uh, in the doldrums here? Um, I would say yes. Um, and the funny thing is that also doing the Yes podcast, I'm noticing something very interesting, a parallel here, because a few years back, Yes, we're kind of in this kind of position where nothing much was really going on. And then it's funny how one thing can happen that can just ignite it, boom, like that, and things start getting happening again. Like when Yes announced that they were going to make that record that they made back a few years back, that Heaven and Earth one, while it wasn't the greatest Yes album by any stretch of the imagination, it started the wheels going again. People got excited. The record, they were touring. You know, they were still touring all the time, but this was something more solid. You know, like uh, an album can do a lot in the eyes of your fans, you know, like it's something legitimate. It's not just your touring on greatest hits, right? So right now there's big talk about the 50th anniversary for, for yes. And there's two factions of yes, the, the ARW and the uh, actual yes. And both of them have lots of big things stored up to go to be happening, like a record coming out. Both of them have plans for albums. So this is something that I think kiss need to do as well because until you start injecting something like this that your fans can grasp onto and get excited about it's going to be you know you know you're going to be counting sheep here pretty soon you know it's going to be that much of a you know lull in the operation you know you got to have you got to have something going on otherwise people start forgetting and their attention goes elsewhere right so and once you get it built back up, because I thought at one point Kiss were really rocking them when they had Sonic Boom come out, there was lots going on, they were doing a lot of touring and stuff, and then not long after that, bam, they surprised us again with another record, and it's like, wow, they're really starting to fire on all cylinders here, things are happening, there's records coming out every couple of years now, so one would have thought that that would have been a continuing trend, and then all of a sudden, you know, we know what happened, we don't have to go through that again, right? But, you know, I think that they are in a doldrum. They are kind of in a lull and kind of drifting. They're in neutral, as you would say. But it doesn't take very much, I think, especially for a band like Kiss, to just pop that gear shifter into first again and get everything moving. You know, just get back into some action. Say, listen, you know what? We're going to do that record. We're finally going to sit down, forget what's going on with the, 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 the state of the music business. We're going to make a record. Let's go do it. And people will hop on board and things will get rolling again. Because once you get that ball rolling, it's like a snowball effect. More and more it'll grow and then boom. That's it, you know? Good thoughts. Lonnie? Yeah. Um, this year and and last year and 2015, just the last three years, in my opinion, have really just seen Kiss like in a lull. Not much going on. Some sporadic touring here and there. They did do that secondary market tour in the U.S. last summer. They did tour the U.S., you know, I mean, not the U.S., Europe the first part of, of, of this summer. But with, with, a, with a pretty bare stage, with not a whole lot of pomp and circumstance um, that we've become accustomed to with KISS, and no new product really to promote. They had Kiss Rocks Vegas come out. I guess it was about this time last year that it that it came out, and that was and that was cool, and that was exciting to get to get um, an actual product. 
but other than Kiss World in spring this year, we really haven't gotten anything tangible to, to put our hands on um, as far as the band goes. It really reminds me of where Kiss was in like 05, 06, 07, first part of 08, before they started um, before they started promoting that, hey, we're going back in the studio, we're going to record a new album. And kind of got people excited about the band again, like Mark was saying. And it's really a shame that for the last three years we've been in this because this is a decade later and Kiss isn't getting any younger. Um, the end is closer. I mean, I thought the end was close 10 years ago, but here we are 10 years later. Well, the end is, you know, inevitably has to be closer than ever because putting on a Kiss show isn't like putting on, isn't like the Eagles going out on tour. You know, it, it's it's very it's very different. And when you've put on a, per, a a show and a production like Kiss has, and what a average concert goer is going to be expecting when they go to a Kiss concert, and if you're not delivering that, it, it's really going to tarnish the image. So, to me, it's really a shame that we've been in this lull for the last three years. And there's no disputing that we have been in a lull. Yeah, yeah, there have been tours. Yeah, they've been. I mean, you know, people said yeah. People that have went to them have said yeah, they've been great. But it's kind of just been the same old, same old, but not a whole lot of it at the same time. So, but things like the Gene Simmons solo thing, um, Vinnie Vincent in Atlanta, that's what, like I said earlier, that's what's getting me excited right now. Not something that Kiss as a band is doing, and it's kind of a shame because I wish Kiss as a band would do something that would get me excited to say hey, they're doing this, or hey, you know what, they're going to put out that a live box set with all the original recordings that made up the live album. Something like that. To get to get us excited about KISS as a, as a band, and not individual members, what they're doing on their own, or guest appearances somewhere, you know. And Julian has to say, too, that, well, the Peter Chris experience for him a few months ago had been one of the most exciting things he's done. It's it's these other entities that, that that are getting the hardcore fans excited these days, not something that the band themselves is doing. And that's a shame because the years are starting to become numbered, like it or not. Yeah, you know, t- time is ticking by rapidly, and here I am. I'm enjoying, you know, the stuff Peter Chris has done this year. Ace Frehley, riding with Gene Simmons for his next solo album. I mean, um, Gene Simmons working on Gene Simmons' box set. You know, all we need yeah. now is Bruce Kulick to come out and say, oh, I'm going to work on my next solo album. And, you know, <laughs> what he's going to try and do one better than BK3. You know, hallelujah. Get, bring it on. And Kiss, you know, doesn't it doesn't leave much for Paul Stanley, which for me, you know, that's the guy who got me into Kiss was Paul. It's always been about Paul for me. It, I was never a demon guy. It was always about Paul. So it kind of things that it kind of feels like things are grinding to a standstill. And you know, hopefully they just go in the studio i would love to see them do something like the rolling stones did on their most recent album they just went in they banged it out didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it Uh, obviously they were doing blues covers but you know if you can kind of Mm -hmm. take that organic nature of recording go back to how they recorded in the early days forget about 
the way they've done things, taking months and months and months. You know, Gene mm-hmm. doesn't want to do months in the studio, so try and do it in weeks. Well, okay, I can't do an album in weeks, but we did knock out three songs. Do three songs, put them up on iTunes, put them out as an EP, vinyl, different colored vinyl, you know, red, green, purple, blue vinyl. There you go, four copies. Most diehards are going to buy four times. Yeah, you're going to buy the same damn thing exactly. four times. <laughs> Maybe have four different bonus tracks. We're so. the kings of buying the same music we already own. So <laughs> why not? So may, why not tempt us some more? So maybe stop trying to think about doing an album. If that's a few songs too much, just book two weeks of studio time. See what you record. Did you only get one song? Put it out. Motley Crue, The Tour, one song, Sex. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not a very good yep. song, but that's not really the point. But it was product. It was product. It was something. It was something creative. You know, if you happen to go in in that, you know, two or two weeks or whatever that you book and you manage to knock out an album and you're like, wow, this is like 1973 all over again. It's got, you know, it's completely natural, not a lot of technology. It's just rock and roll music. Put it out. Three songs, whatever. So, you know, I'd really like to see them stop uh, kind of facilitating about whether they're going to do anything creative. Either say, no, we're fucking dumb. We're just going to do and call it say this is you know we're going to do our last few or go back in and keep making music because as a band all these bands are still making music out there you know there are very few that have just stopped and are resting on their laurels Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. don't tease us don't say well I might be it fuck you either you are or you aren't you're the artist either you want Mm -hmm. to make music or you don't and don't say well I do I don't no just fucking make a decision say you you know I have nothing more to say musically. Fine, I'll accept that as your answer. And if you change your mind a year down the road, well, I'll accept that too. But don't say, well, I might. <laughs> Will I? Will I? No, oh, no, forget it. So it certainly feels like things are kind of slowing down. I, I Again, they're playing live tomorrow and the next night. So you know, there are shows here and there. <laughs> They're not, they're not exactly in the places that are easily accessible, which doesn't help. Like, having to go on a boat for the <laughs> doesn't, not, not, not very easy. It's not like driving over to Reno, which, you know, it's still a bit of a drive, but I'd like to see them do another one last tour in the States, one last big yeah. proper market where they don't cancel some of the dates like they did a few years ago with Mountain View. So, all right, there we go. That was this is Kiss petering out and has Vinnie Vincent thrown a spanner in the works. I certainly hope he has. I hope he, you know, has a, a very successful expo in Atlanta and that it all comes to fruition and that none of our concerns are realized and that all of our hopes are realized. Um, you know that this topic today has gone off on a little bit of a tangent with the Vinny thing, but there you go. That's current Kiss news. Vinny, here's to you. You know, let's look forward to that message. Um, two weeks from today, actually, will be September the first, I believe. So, actually, two weeks tomorrow. Guess got to remember that sort of detail. We will <laughs> see what he has to say and what Derek shares on LAKissExpo.com. And for those of you who are interested in expos. Next Saturday, August the 26th, Nashville Rock and Pod Expo, and that's being held at the Music Valley Event Center in Nashville, Tennessee. Some of the latest guests announced include Raven. Um, yeah. There were some guys from the Rock and Roll Parking Lot documentary from the 1980s, if you remember. Judas Priest, yeah, uh, are going to be there. <laughs> 
Uh, Courtney Cronin Dold. Don't know who that is, but uh, Todd Poole from Roxy Blue. Gunnar Nelson is a recent addition. Chad Lee, rock and roll photographer. Kenny Olson from Kid Rock. Christopher Williams from Accept. There is an extremely long list of people who are going to be at this expo. Oh, including me, Lonnie, uh, him, Mark. We'll be yep. there from the Kiss Vicky podcast. Our friends at Podkist. Uh, Chris, of course, at Decibel Geek. Zilch. BJ from Rock and or Roll. And a whole other bunch of podcasts. So if you're in the Nashville area and able to make it, do come on down. There'll be records and vinyl for sale. There'll be a whole bunch of personalities from the music industry, both performers, producers, executives, and whatnot, and all these podcasts. So it's stay for the jam session at the end as well because that should be an absolute <laughs> nightmare absolutely hilarious a lot of good facebook people. live of julian julian <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got no problem doing it it's just how's it, how's it gonna sound have, have i been practicing in the right key that's the pro, that's the challenge so um <laughs> let's bring the show to a close so we thank you for your time wherever you do listen to us or follow mm-hmm. us on facebook on the faq on youtube or wherever do join in with your comments about you know this expo possibility and what it means to you and what you hope it entails so we thank you for listening so from mark from lonnie and ken and myself we thank you and we'll see you next time thank you for spending time listening to the kiss epic you podcast today all sales are final there are no refunds if you'd like look us up on facebook or come over to the kiss epic you message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today don't forget to rate us on itunes spreaker or wherever you've listened to the show We hope you'll join us again.